I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. Benjamin Franklin did Among Us? He did. <laughs> he was the original imposter. <laughs> Franklin acting sus. <laughs> Signed the Declaration of Independence or whatever he did. He was We're personal. what? We're nine, what, seven months into the new school year? You know several history teachers out there have been like, Benedict Arnold was sus. <laughs> like some seventh graders are like, oh. Benjamin Franklin was famous for two things signing the Declaration of Independence and shooting lightning out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and having just every sexually transmitted disease possible. He did. Gotta it. catch them all. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably like a good bit of the French population now who is directly related to Benjamin Franklin. His nickname was Benarial Disease. <laughs> <laughs> he, he cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I was a math guy. Lin Manuel writing a, a second version of Hamilton to include Ben Franklin, but it turns into a cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> beep 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 it burns when I pee boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Franklin uh, he uh, would make a Hamilton too though Hamilton <laughs> Hamilton Hamilton to ham to ham to Milton oh, God. Hamilton 2000 <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I hope no one allows Lin Manuel. Obviously, they are, but I yeah. hope he's never allowed near a Broadway theater again. Oh yeah, oh, he's, he's gonna make that. the. He's just yeah, doing he's, movies he's been... and TV now. Well, he's doing the Lorax musical. Oh, is he? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> it's the most perfect storm Tumblr thing I could think of. <laughs> he's writing the Doctor Who musical. The the Doctor, the Doctor Who musical. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I will now sync up this episode with Doctor Whoosical. Anyways, hey everyone, welcome to uh, episode. This is actually a milestone, and it, it's in our own I'm spirit sorry. that we're not, you know, celebrating it or anything. But it's episode 150 of Radish. Woof. Uh, boy, oh boy, this is the show and tell podcast where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. I am your host. It's still March when you're listening to this, I think. So, um, uh, we're in the middle of March. It's not like this is. I hopefully this doesn't release in April. It's the Ides of March. Beware! That's true. It's a day. After. It's yeah. Uh, this is a every country Sean. Um, that's right. We're still mm. doing Mogwai March. That's right. Uh, that's where you were going with that. Yeah. Um, don't know what's coming for April, but we'll find out. Black eyed peas. Ca- the Captain and Tennille. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what up? It's your boy Will. I just moved and. My back still hurts. I guess this is growing up. <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler. And before I forget, Will, I don't know if you did this or if it just did it on its own. Funimation has logged me out. Um, could you resend me the uh, Funimation yes. login so I can catch up on Skate the Infinity? I need, it to, is, it I is. need to check on my boys. It's cool guy Will at Yahoo. Password <laughs> is squeegee pants. <laughs> Sorry, it's Squeegee Pants. Capital S spelled, K spelled how it sounds. E W E E G three three E A Pants. <laughs> Anyways, tonight we're um talking about Nifties. We're talking about a new album. We're doing uh, some YouTube channels and Oscar nominations. Uh, before we move on to some weird comfort watches that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's it's what a what a year past year it's been if not one for just finding weird comfort watches. My neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> he drilled a hole in the living room. <laughs> uh, uh, this is comforting. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, I understand. You're saying 
you're watching your na- not my neighbor Totoro yeah. or won't you be my neighbor? No, I'm watching no. my neighbor. It's my neighbor yeah, watch. Just <laughs> lurking. <laughs> like a crime. Watching, it's waiting. Legal. It's all legal means. I'm it's not like, on a it's premises. Like, it's like being barefoot in Kroger. It's legal. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> what greg and tammy do with their blinds open is everyone's business that's as far as i'm concerned and it's comfortable to watch so we'll talk about it later (laughs) jesus there's really no other no better arizona homeowner name than tammy (laughs) every woman here is named tammy it's all (laughs) tammy's as far as the eye can see (laughs) it's only tammy's i'm tammy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh this week there is a uh, a jpeg that sold for 69 million dollars nice, nice. <laughs> 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 uh art continues uh to just dissolve within itself and it's fun to watch in some Don't ways blame the art blame the people doing this yeah, oh yeah it's no the, it's, it's the it's weirdos it yeah it's a bunch of weirdos like it's it's fun to see like you know how it's you know the art world is developing and just turning in on itself uh but god uh it's like everyone who was like real in on the gamestop stuff or real in on just bitcoin was like oh we could pay too much money for a series of images that you could just copy and paste and put in your photo it's no, could Sean, someone, it's different. Could, could someone explain this like I'm an idiot? Because I'm an idiot. Let's be honest here. I don't understand this. Can someone Can I take tell a crack me what at this? this is? Yes, please. Okay. So, you know how when you buy a painting, you own the painting? Yes. It, like Even if you have a picture of the Mona Lisa on your phone, you don't own the Mona Lisa. You just have a picture of it. Mm. Well, what if I drew a really good picture of Mater from Cars 2? And you were like... <laughs> I don't want to save that picture. I'm a lunatic, and I want to own that picture. And I want owning that picture to run off of oil. Um, that's what <laughs> NFTs come in. What? And so NFTs are, it's on the blockchain, which means that when you make a purchase, it's on the public ledger, and a billion computers use 100 kilowatts of electricity and fossil <laughs> fuels to, to etch into the Rosetta Stone that Tyler Mink bought a picture of Tomater. <laughs> um, uh, and this is not a joke. This is what it is. Um, and so a uh, 100 people's graphics cards fire up and start using, you know, Europe's worth of power to etch into this, like, public record that you bought a picture of Mater. And then you own that picture, and and Can the planet exploits. Cost? I mean, what's the point here? What are we? The point is, we- yeah, it's, it's like an investment. It's like, oh, someone else is going to want this later. I'm going to own it. <laughs> it's it's like I don't. I, here's the thing. It's like I've never wanted to steal the Mona Lisa for any <laughs> sort of monetary reason. I've wanted to steal it for master thief reasons, but not for yeah. not for like right. Yeah, of course. It, it's like. I don't know. It's it, it was originally promised as like, oh, like art's all digital now. It's a good way for like digital artists to sell their art and stuff. But now there's like tokenized tweets where you can just like tag a bot on someone's tweet and buy their tweet, which is Whoa. which is messed up. That's actually kind of cool. Do I get the money if they buy my tweet or No, you don't. No. They, just, they do. Yeah. They just own my tweet all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Like there's there's a way. So that was that, that that's the thing. Like it was pitched as like, oh, artists can build in to the code of their art um, a commission. So if you buy my art, uh, I get twenty percent of your sale. But then if you sell it, I get twenty percent of that sale. And if they sell it, they get twenty percent of that sale. Yeah. So that was kind of the pitch. Was like, oh, if it gets sold secondhand, you get a, a piece of every percentage. But if you just make an NFT off a picture you download, uh, they get none of that because they are the ones who made it. Right. Mm. Well, that's stupid. And it uses <laughs> Disney World's worth of power to do this. Yeah. This is all just stupid. Thank you for explaining it to me. This should be a new segment. Yeah. Explain things to Tyler because he's just dumb. All right. So. It could be any of us, honestly. We could all just, you know, take a subject. I mean, what is this show if not bringing a subject and saying, this is what it is. And the rest of us going, huh, and leaving with a better uh, understanding yes. of it. I don't know anything about history or words, so if someone wants to explain 
English to me in, in very simple, like, caveman English. I'd appreciate that. What's a participle? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why does it dangle? I'm the English major, and I can't answer these questions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> American in academia. A, in any case, we, we've got to deal with that and seeing Elon Musk's... The, the, the thing that really gets me is that the artist's name is Beeple. <laughs> God damn it, Eric ass name. Truly, Beeple. it's this—it's this like graphic designer Beeple. from uh, Charleston, North Carolina, who goes by Beeple. It's like so, South. We're entering into a new decade of uh, not dealing with Banksy, but Beeple. It's gonna be a vocabulary term in an economics course in the future. Yeah, it's a unit of measure. A Beeple is sixty-nine million dollars. <laughs> 69, 69 million wasted dollars. Let's be real. Yeah. Here's what I'm hoping that comes from this. I hope we get some kind of Chuck E. Cheese tongue in cheek ad about non fungible tokens. Just give me something. Oh, Just, so good. So good. Second thing, I, I hope Steven Soderbergh makes a fifth heist movie. Uh, but this time it's not about robbing casinos or NASCAR races, it's somehow heisting uh, Nifty. Um, that would be you're fantastic. onto something. That would be a good movie, like, like a it, big short. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're already getting I, like five movies based on the GameStop situation yeah, earlier this year. So I'm sure someone's like, "Oh, we're gonna write about the Nifties." Yeah, I've been selling DVDs I filmed behind GameStop for years, and no one's <laughs> buying them. <laughs> Block blister. <laughs> it's oh man if there was amanda show today they'd definitely be like a gamestop block blister where they can like knock off dark souls yeah it's better much better <laughs> oh, we should do that oh yeah <laughs> why do they talk like dracula <laughs> it's dark poles i don't know <laughs> dick slacks much better <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had I had something about the the, the nifties. Uh, you rented I don't, I, hello. <laughs> I wanted hello. You got hello. It's better. Much, it's better. much better. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> you make covenant with neighbors, saying hello. Now we're getting we're getting dangerously close to Borat. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oscar and Golden Globe are winning. Borat. Did Borat win an Oscar? No, it's uh, Maria Sarkolova got nominated for Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actress, right? And maybe yeah, Best Adapted player? Screenplay. I don't remember. I think it, she. I think uh, yeah. they got Best Adapted Screenplay. With honestly, I'm all for. I I saw again. Sonic got snubbed and like yeah, Sonic got the snub. And so did uh yeah, Borat subsequent Wonder- movie film got Best Adapted Screenplay. Doubt it's gonna win, but hey, I mean. Fun movie. Never know. Pardon, pardon my French, but it is bullshit that Wonder Woman 1984 did not get nominated for longest movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it had a chance for Invisibilist Jet. It's because Warner Brothers was waiting to campaign for Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I mentioned this in the Discord. I am so stoked that the biggest movie of the year so far is a patched note for an existing movie. <laughs> I I think look forward to it next week, folks. I, I, we may have all watched the new uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League by then. We may have a, a whole episode. We probably I'm, wouldn't have finished it by then. I'm psyched. It's, it's four, four like hours long. Eighteen hours. I went through the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy three times during quarantine. I can make this. Are one. you okay? We are. We are. Yeah, that is not normal. <laughs> like, I have a better appreciation for Lord of the Rings. I'll tell you that much. That's, that's nice. That's fair. Yeah. Anyways, I'm psyched for it. I am expecting big, stupid visuals for four hours, uh, which is great. And great. They fitness. added more triangles to Steppenwolf. Also, his <laughs> name is still Steppenwolf. <laughs> Born to be wild, Steppenwolf. <laughs> Why is his name Steppenwolf? <laughs> I don't read DC carpet. Comics. <laughs> you don't know what we can find why don't you ride with me little girl that's problem wait a second 
if the main okay, what? we got Steppenwolf and we got Dark Side. Were DC writers just like proto JoJo bizarre adventure writers? Like they were just naming characters after prog rock albums. I think you're onto something here. Whoa. Also, famous uh famous DC villain Joe Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Batman, it's the James gang. <laughs> it's yes. <laughs> oh, 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 it's Three Dog Night. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Where does this light shine? Oingo right. Boingo. <laughs> there, there's a JoJo character named Oingo, Oingo and Boingo who are brothers. You are, you are spot on. Yeah, that makes sense. Except in the uh, in the uh, localized version, they couldn't get the rights to Oingo Boingo, so their names are uh, Zenyatta and Monata. Very good. That's even better. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, oh, shot like, shot like this on episode one fifty of Radish. <laughs> In any case, uh, I'm bringing this week my current favorite album of the year, which you cannot see is behind me, but it's a it's a delightful album cover. It is the album for the first time by the artist Black Country New Road. Uh, who is a seven-piece post-punk outfit right outside of Cambridge. Uh, they are, uh, what, it's seven people. They include a violinist and a saxophonist, we someone who plays this. a saxophone. Uh, saxophonist. Saxophonist. <laughs> uh, it's just some of the most intriguing, captivating music I've heard all year. Um, with just this, uh, the front man is a guy named Isaac Wood, um, who has the most like sultry kind of like, uh, deep English vocals. Uh, like he has like a slight accent. Um, it is, it's just truly like if there's something to discover every listen, um, like I, I just picked up the album earlier this weekend and every time I throw it on, it's just, it's. I find something new and something more to appreciate. It's just, if you're a fan of like post-punk or, you know, maybe post-rock bands like Slint, uh, they name check Slint on the album. They also name check their friends, Black Midi. If you're fans of them, uh, or shame idols, Fontaine's DC. Um, All right. I'm on board. (laughs) It's, they're much less structured than those artists. Like, I mean, this is an album of six tracks and each, go upwards of six seven minutes um but it is just truly like nothing i've heard yet um i'm getting you know like how i got real excited about glass beach last year i'm getting real excited about you know black country new road because this is a young band just starting out and they seem to be really just knowledgeable of their instruments just absolutely brilliant in their compositions um and i'm uh, I posted a, a meme from the the Muppets earlier tonight about oh what was his name it was a it was a fucking this guy who was like saying I brought you a band of babies and it's just a bunch of babies playing instruments and that's how I feel as a 29 year old talking about a band of likely 23 24 year olds if not younger um, but they are just absolutely brilliant I think both of you would find something to enjoy out of them for sure um, my favorite I just track it'd be the interesting album. that uh. To, to listen to a band composed completely of babies i'm surprised one can even learn how to play saxophone or hold a saxophone well it's like baby einsteins they play the classical <laughs> music so yeah. this is not that big of a deal <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah it's uh i think both of you would enjoy it uh listeners you would likely enjoy it if you haven't already started listening um but please check out black country new roads for the first time my favorite favorite track is sunglasses Nothing f- makes me feel more powerful than that track. It is so much fun to sing along to. You'll see what I mean when it gets into the latter act of the song. Just fantastic work. Great band. For, for, forgive me if you mentioned this um, already, but where did you find this band? Are people talking about it? Where do you find your music? I mean, I, I guess I don't want to peek. You don't have to show us a, too far behind the curtain, but... No, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I think I just saw... Um, one of my friends, uh, one of our, I mean, you know, sort of friend of the show, James Webster, I think uh, he was posting about them on Instagram or something. And, you know, 
James and I have such a like synchronous taste in music for the most part that I was like, Oh, I'll check them out. And I was already listening to like, I discovered shame earlier this year and I've really liked them and idols, obviously been really enjoying them. And, um, thanks. Will. and, uh, I listened to them and I, it just hit me in the right mood, um, of just kind of like the weird post-punk. And I think I might actually retry slint again. Um, Shout out to Gary and Bran. I haven't listened to Spiderland in years uh, because the first time I did, it wasn't what I expected or wanted. But now I feel like I can enjoy it more. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think I just saw just people talking about it on Twitter and Instagram, and I was like, yeah, I'll try them out, and I did, and I'm very glad that I did. And you know, nice. Very King nice. Gizzard lost their seventh member and their six piece now, so now I have another seven piece outfit to uh, never stop talking about. <laughs> Yeah, King Gizzard is in, in shambles now, only having one drummer. <laughs> <laughs> it should be said, Cavs can hold his own, but that's for another. Podcast. He's very good. He's incredible. Um, I'll check this out because I've 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 I listen, I listen to Shame at Sean's request, and uh, now now Spotify gives me Shame every other song, and not <laughs> just. Not just from the, not just uh, the not emotion. Just from, from, <laughs> Here's just from, from realizing the music you're listening to is is abhorrent against our god. Yeah, here's, here's another here's another wrestling it. intro. It's all anime ops. <laughs> and the rocks intro, which Sasai is the same thing. Gayo, Gayo. Actually, Sasaigo <laughs> fucking rips, and I miss it immensely. It's so good. It's so fucking good. I, I listened to it today. <laughs> Nothing against my war. The new the new OP for the new season of Attack on Titan. Fine. The Black really Flag one scares me. Uh, but man, Sasaigo and the first uh, I forget the name of the first season's OP. Both fucking during something. Excellent. You haven't heard the opening uh, of uh, One Piece. It's very good. It's on uh, Taiko Drum Master too. <laughs> it's the best anime opening of all time. Mm. It does make you want to get in a boat. Yeah, the lyrics are just masterfully written. Like, wait, are you talking about the four kids one or the? <laughs> no, I'm talking about <laughs> dreaming. Don't give it up, Luffy. Dreaming that one. The rap. <laughs> it's terrible. I was kidding, uh, but check it out if you haven't. Shout out One Piece Book Club. Uh, we're 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 almost halfway. Um, we are. Um, <laughs> we are actually. Can can I talk about some YouTube stuff, please? Yeah. So I moved this week, so um, I haven't had time to like sit down and like watch my stories. So I've just kind of thrown <laughs> on some uh, some YouTube content while I'm unpacking boxes that I can kind of you know half watch, half not. And I want to give a couple shout outs to uh, two YouTube channels that I feel like uh, have pretty big followings, but like should be should be like all everyone following, honestly. Uh, number one's called Triple Jump. Uh, it's a YouTube channel by two British gentlemen named uh, Peter Austin and Ben Potter, who look very similar. Uh, I'm not going to hold that against them, though. Yeah, Harry's brother. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they make uh, a lot of like countdown videos, like you know, top ten best this, you know, top ten Jackbox games, top ten, you know, weirdest Christian game. I'm looking at the channel right now. Uh, and they also make uh, some pretty funny videos where they play like uh, every launch title of a console. Like they'll play like every launch Dreamcast title or every GameCube launch title. And uh, I, I I like their 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 voice a lot. Like not like the, not like the timber, but like just the. Uh, their their writing style is like a good mix of like pretty informative and really funny. Like they they're very very straightforward and like dry humor, um, but they're a lot of fun. I mean they they had a a video recently where they ranked every console like ninety six consoles and they went through all of them and they were really funny. Uh, one of the one of the two I I forget which one. I'm so sorry if you're listening. Um, <laughs> has a bit where whenever he has to play a sports game goes oh yeah sports time i do not know american football but i've played a game before and i'm gonna give it my best and he does that for he says that for every single sports game that same template and he always he always picks the san francisco 49ers and calls them the 69ers and then if he's playing an nba game he picks the 76ers and calls them the 69ers uh, nice. uh but i don't know they, they, they're good like they're they're 
a good mix of like kind of like light, uh, you know, top ten list YouTube and like actually pretty informative YouTube. And uh, I think I think they're a good channel. Uh, the second one I'm, I want to talk about. What's up? I was just gonna say I'm definitely gonna check this out because it sounds like it's kind of like quintessential British humor. You know what I'm talking about, which which I really like. I mean, my favorite movie is Mr. Bean, so I'm super excited <laughs> to check this it's, out. It's I'll say it's just like two <laughs> Mr. Beans having a go at games journalism. <laughs> Got a turkey on his head. Uh, second, second, second YouTuber I want to give a shout out to. Uh, I've seen a lot more of on Twitter and stuff. Uh, named Matt McMuscles. Uh, they have a series called uh, "What Happened" or "What Happened." Uh, which I think is actually a pretty pretty unique take on on games uh, YouTube because uh, there's lots of like you know behind the boundaries, uh, lots of you know reviews, lots of retro channels. But what happened is a, uh, a series of like I believe he's at like yeah he's at 96 episodes right now. They're all like 20 minutes long um, of game hey, it's development. Not, it's not 150. No, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's no radish. Let's be honest, but. <laughs> Um, there's a lot more research that goes into this than our show. I can tell you that much, uh, because what happened chronicles the entire uh, development cycle of games, and that could oh. be like really, really good games, uh, like interesting games, uh, you know, uh, games that have you know w- weird reception or like games that came out and like feel incomplete. Uh, Matt McMuscles goes in and tells you about like you know what team did it you know like at what point of the dev cycle they switched engines like you know did management change and stuff like that and it's like a pretty a pretty interesting and unique approach to uh to games videos they have other videos too but what happened is kind of the, the standout because of like it's really well researched and uh pretty entertaining and like it's also for movies he's got one on dragon ball evolution uh the the live action dragon ball he's got one for That's consoles my favorite one yeah, the be- the best Dragon Ball, uh, Metroid, Other M, Demon Souls. I'm just going to his channel now. Uh, WCW, Alien Three, a lot of this, like you know, uh, Cooking Mama, Cook Star, the Koch oh. Brothers, Bitcoin game. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, they're good. Like I, I definitely recommend uh, looking up some. There's 96 episodes. Just find one you like. Uh, and. Uh, learning about like you know I, I watched one on Dark Souls two yesterday which I thought was fascinating. Uh, learning about like what the Dark Souls team did after Dark Souls. It's like a different team made too, uh, and and mm-hmm. the you know the reception of that. So uh, check out Triple Jump and Matt McMuscles uh, both on YouTube. Uh, both come on the show and talk about games because we'd love to have you. Or Mr. Bean. Or I Mr. Love, Bean. I love, I love that movie series. Hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I hope. I hope they, because I know. I know Rowan Atkinson is prob- probably hates playing Mr. Bean. I'm sure he's ready to be done playing Mr. Bean. I hope that it goes out with a bang. Literally, I hope at the end, Mr. Have Bean. Have you dies. seen the Mr. Bean YouTube channel? <laughs> no. Gus Johnson, friend of the show, no, uh, <laughs> hope, made a video someday. on this. Maybe, hopefully. Uh, Mr. Bean has a YouTube channel that I guess is run by, like, the Rowan Atkinson estate. And it's just, like, the weirdest, like, lowest common denominator Spider-Man and Elsa, like, weird, <laughs> like, three-year-old YouTube. But, like, they got Rowan Atkinson just to, like, film, like, 20 hours of B-roll voiceover. And just, like, someone's hands in the Mr. Bean suit do crafts while he does voiceover. And it is haunting is <laughs> it is some black mirror bullshit on the mr bean channel right now <laughs> no thanks all right the uh, next uh the next uh radish spin-off uh podcast series is going to be about that uh youtube channel <laughs> being enough something good <laughs> that's not fair bean nation nation um all righty so oscars were just announced all of them. All Oscars were announced. We got Meyer. We got... The Grouch. The Grouch. We got... De La Hoya. De La Hoya. Uh, Isaac. He's making a big... I like how a big Meyer comment. was your first one. <laughs> it should be everyone's. He's got a first name. It's L-S-C-A-R. <laughs> He's got two names. What other baloney's got two names? 
Um, Jimmy Dean. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stand corrected. Holy shit. Well, I'm out of here. Baloney. <laughs> Unless, <laughs> you baloney. <laughs> Unless you consider the sausage to be subpar. Oh, here's a gross thing to say in public. I'm making my own baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you transcend <laughs> pickling and fermenting, and you're just like, mm, making my own bologna. Oh, it just it's, sounds bad. It it's, just, actually, it's actually a beautiful process. Making my bologna, walking down. I feel like there's 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 tiers to hybrid meat. Because there's like gyro, which is like the pinnacle. And there's like turducken and like beef wellington. And there's bologna. <laughs> bologna was a... Uh, gyro was, meat was the top tier meat? Hybrid meat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hybrid meat. Hybrid I mean, meat. Hi- it's beef and, beef and lamb. Oh. Well, it could be either beef and lamb, or bi- beef or lamb. No, it's it's mixed. Dear God. Is it always mixed? I believe so. Because I've gotten lamb euros before, and I've gotten beef euros before. Uh, what is euro meat made of? I did, I will say. Yeah, it is a the- combo of lamb and beef. Huh. It is okay, so it is the pinnacle. I will say the first time I went into a, a this was a shawarma re- restaurant, but they have the same technology of just mm. the big meat on a spindle. the meat spin. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I can't believe that was one animal. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it was two. It's an uh, elephant leg. <laughs> it's, and also, it is, it is too much too large to be any discernible torso of any creature. It was too big to be called an animal. It was like a hunk of raw meat. <laughs> We got an oak just situation going on. Oh, that was berserk. Um, <laughs> um, shit, where was it? Oh no, no, no. Um, I wouldn't call uh, gyro meat the pinnacle of mixed mixed up meats. That would definitely be the McGangbang. Would be the oh pinnacle. yes. Um, that's of course if if you're unfamiliar, that's if you, when you go get a McDouble and a McChicken. And eat them both at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you stack them. You don't just put them both in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's all going to the same stomach. But, yeah, you do stack them and uh, eat it and <laughs> question your choices. Um, I don't know how we got here from Oscar season. But Meyer. it was just announced. Uh, yeah, Oscars, Oscar Meyer. Yeah. Um, if you Academy guys haven't checked Awards. out. Academy Awards. That's right. Um it's an interesting list. Um, a lot of stuff that made sense. Um, and, and honestly, between the three of us, we've seen a, probably half of the uh, slate. And when I say the three of us, I'm including Will, who's seen none of them. So... <laughs> I don't think Will... <laughs> Will hasn't seen anything with a live-action human in about 14 months. I I watched, I watched Cats last week. <laughs> that doesn't count! <laughs> Jason Derulo was had real hands. <laughs> that did not get nominated. Sorry to say, um, but neither did Sia's awful movie that she released this year. Which, thank the Lord, um, I got that didn't it. get nominated. I, I, if it's ever no, streaming, Sean, I got, don't support it. I'm not. No, if, you, if it if it's streaming, if I don't have to pay for it, I will watch okay. it because I have thanks to watching uh, Serenity and Book of Henry. I have just a morbid fascination with just god awful movies that are somehow released um, that oh, aren't just you know like late nineties B movies. Uh, so for people who who don't know what we're talking about, Sia for some reason decided <laughs> to release a movie this year. I don't even remember the name, and that's fine she, because I don't want to give credence. She made to a it. she made a movie called Music, which like okay, it's called Music, and it's about a girl with autism. And it's sponsored by Autism Speaks, which I'm not even going to go on about how that's a terrible organization. Not a great organization. Um, and they cast Maddie Ziegler, the dance mom's da- girl. Top of the pyramid, Maddie Ziegler. <laughs> as as a girl with like very high, uh, I believe high-functioning autism. Um, not, not great. It was nominated for a... Uh, um, the other, the other ones. Razzie, um, Razzies. No, no, no. It was nominated for Golden a Globe? Uh, for Golden Bafta. Globe. Christ. No, it, Golden it, Globe. That's over now. It looks so. like one of the fake trailers from Tropic Thunder. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Tra- I really got to watch it, Tropic Thunder again. It's, it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I remember loving it when it came out. Did y'all watch Sia double down on all of this? Yes. Oh, yeah. It turned meltdown? into a big mess. She that she swung awful. on that chandelier a little too close to the sun. <laughs> um, um, I'm looking at the Best Picture nominees. I haven't heard of most of these movies. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to talk about a few of them. I did okay. bring one as a show and tell two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And I, another yeah, I, one. I, I, I have brought two of them, and Tyler's about to bring another one. Okay. I know yeah. those two. I know those yep. two. Okay. Because of Sean. Um, so Sean, you watched Mank the other day, uh, the autobiographical film it, uh, it, about it my is, life. It is that they <laughs> spelled wrong. Um, <laughs> holy shit! How have we not made that joke yet? Oh, we did. Because I never heard of it. Tyler's face. Into, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Mank sure is a movie you can watch. It is. It exactly. is something you can spend two hours doing. And what I, I feel recommend. Like go sorry, ahead. Go ahead, Sean. Finish oh. your thought. Is it something I would recommend you do to uh, enjoy yourself? No, it's boring as hell. But is it kind of <laughs> nice? Yes. It feels like a. I saw a lot of people compare it to the artist from 2011, and it does kind of feel like that, where it's just like, oh, it's a movie about making movies in the old days. Oh man, they love that shit. They um, the Academy truly the loves Academy. that shit. Uh, um, Mank is. It, it it feels like David Fincher's like inherent vice, where it's one of my favorite directors making a a passion project of theirs, and it's just boring as hell, and I can't and that, care about any of the characters. That also falls true with uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven, the Netflix film released by uh, what's his name, um, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Um, they all talk really fast. <laughs> uh. It's got Eddie Redmayne. It's got Sasha Baron Cohen. Both, or I know Sasha Baron Cohen was nominated. I don't know if Eddie yeah. Redmayne was. He was not. My um, wife. <laughs> it's got my wife. It's another movie you can watch. Um, I don't think it changes the game on court movies by any means. Uh, to be fair, I didn't. I didn't know the Chicago Twelve or Seven or Eight. <laughs> I think it's Eight. Title. I know. I know. It's the Chicago Eight. Uh, there's an eighth. It, there's a whole thing in it. Watch the movie if you feel like it. Um, it's. Uh, I will say I am a. I'm a still. Ooh, I'm still a sucker for Aaron Sorkin dialogue. Like Social Network, great. Uh, West Wing, I could probably watch. Uh, it is very much like you know idealistic and just like no yeah. one talks this way except in an Aaron Sorkin movie, but. Yeah, it's Trials. Gilmore Girls for guys who read poetry. Pretty much, it's it's. I still watched the movie and I was like, yeah, but also fully aware of just like this is Sorkin trash. But I'm still like, I could still throw it on and be like, I enjoyed it. So I will. I mean, I forgot what I rated it, but tr- I enjoyed There's the a place trial for that. of Chicago Seven more than I enjoyed Mank. Than Mank. I thought it was much more okay. captivating. Um, the movie I'm going to talk about today that won the Golden Globe for drama, and I don't know if Frances McDormand, did she win? I didn't end up watching the rest of the Golden Globes, but um, for some reason, okay, so a little background. Um, my dad is my like dad. a war movie guy. He's like fucking war movies or, you know, that's pretty much Whoa. it uh, in sports. Um, 1917 so, was war a movies? fucking great movie. We <laughs> gross. Bring we watched nineteen on to talk about nineteen seventeen. <laughs> Don't use my dad's first name ever again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, do not dox him. Um, <laughs> he, he all of a sudden was like, "We got to watch Nomadland," and I was like, "Okay, well, let's watch Nomadland." I don't think you. This is what you think it is. He's like, "Oh no, I know what it is." Uh, so we put it on. And it's a it's a slice of life film. It was directed by Chloe Zhao, starring Francis McDormand, and I think every other character is literally playing themselves uh, from this book, or it was based on this book. But um, it's about this this uh, this lady in two thousand eight who's you know lost her job and um, is live and lost her husband. And, and in fact, it's it's tragic. She it's based on a true story. The factory that was supporting the whole town shut down. So the whole zip code was wiped off the map. Um, And she decided instead of, you know, moving in with family or finding another place to live, to choose this life on the road. She souped up this van to basically live in it. And this, this movie 
pretty much just follows her around for an entire year of just living in this van, um, meeting this community of other people who are transient, call themselves nomads, and it really just kind of focuses in on their lives and the lives of these people because it's based on a true story. And these people are telling their true stories because they are playing themselves. Uh, it's wonderfully shot. It's it's Obviously, it has a lot to say, right, about community, about poverty in America, about how we treat our retirees. You know, you know we work people to death and, and they don't even have a retirement fund. You know, it, it has a lot to say, but... Honestly, it, it sadly also kind of, it falls into the kind of art movie trope of a lot of shots of walking sort of thing. And it's okay because it takes place in the Arizona desert and it's beautiful. I will say from You're you know, biased, experience, I am biased. It's it's beautiful. Uh, but it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a slice of life film and it's an art film and it's got a lot to say. So it's not, you know, it's certainly not a blockbuster by any means. But I feel like it almost falls in that category. We'll, I'll have to get Sean. Sean, you, you give us your reaction to it once you, you give it a watch. Yeah, you're speaking and see my if language, it's a, baby. But, but let me know if it's a movie that's actually, you know, worth the spot that it's in. Or if it's a movie that just takes up two hours of your time. Because that's kind of where I fall. I fall in between. I'm not one or the other. Because obviously... It does have a lot to say, and it's very beautiful. And Frances McDormand, my God, she's just, she's amazing. She's she's amazing in, in every role that she does. She's especially incredible. this one. Um, so, she's really one of the check greatest that out. Actresses. Check out, um, you know, if if you're gonna watch, are you gonna watch Sean? Are you gonna watch all of the movies on the? Yeah, absolutely. The especially are you gonna watch like. Hillbilly Elegy just just because of Glenn Close's nomination. Or... <laughs> I mean, I typically only go for like go? the best picture nominees, and since I'm already halfway through, and I feel like I've already seen my least favorite two, uh, that being Mank <laughs> and Promising Young Woman. Um, I I I feel like this is a pretty good year. I mean, I understand there's not a lot to that we got, but Minari seems beautiful. Nomad Lamb seems beautiful. Sound of Metal seems catered specifically to me uh which i i legitimately cannot wait to watch i'm psyched to see that both lakeith stanfield and daniel kaluuya got nominated for uh uh judas and the black messiah i wish shock yeah, they're gonna had. pull votes from each other that's true um but i wish still it's great there were i wish nominated. like shaka king got nominated luckily sean bobbitt one of my all-time favorite cinematographers got nominated for the first time so that's fantastic if you see that movie uh, you'll see why uh, I'm psyched that uh, another round um, I don't know if I talked about that on this show um, but the the Danish movie that's been submitted for uh, best international you did film talk about this in the show okay yeah. good it sounds I, great I didn't know it was a foreign film yeah it's a Moss Mikkelsen and it's a fully Danish movie it's absolutely heartwarming I probably learned the wrong things in the movie but both that <laughs> it got nominated and Thomas Vinterberg got nominated for best director for it um nice. i'm this we seems could probably like... do a whole radish episode on the oscars if people are interested but uh truly i mean it this seems like this is the first year i can remember where there's not a nominee that i completely like loathe or don't care about like yeah there's mank which i was like oh, okay sure perfectly neutral but it wasn't a bad movie I mean, it's there's nothing like and there's not another three billboards or Green Book or you know any mm. shit like that, um, which I'm thankful for, and I'm I'm kind of excited. Like this should be we've got what six weeks now for we us have the to. Father. The father looks fine. The father Does like it? I mean, with that cast and that concept, I can't see myself hating it. Um, I'm, I'm looking through. I've looked through the entire list. I have seen four films on this list what are that they? have been nominated for. You have to guess which four Oscar-nominated films has Will seen in 2020. I didn't go to the theaters, so got to guess. Did uh, you see Tenet yet? Borat two. No. Borat two. No. You didn't see Borat two? Nope. Oh damn! Oh. It's really good. Um, mm. I'm scrolling all the way down to the animated movies. Oh, you saw Emma. You saw Emma, didn't you? I saw Emma. Emma's <laughs> Emma's great. Okay. Great costume this, this design. This is pretty good. You saw Mulan. I saw Mulan. <laughs> so 
So we got the soul. costume design. Will's I got saw the soul. <laughs> Will saw soul, and he's he haven't seen Onward yet. I've seen Onward. Okay, you saw oh, Onward. So, so I've seen I've seen two animated films, and Emma and Mulan are the only <laughs> four. I think those are the only four movies I watched last year. And they're all nominated for Oscars. So batting a hundred, Will. <laughs> but you could have also those four could have included Pinocchio and Hillbilly Elegy. So you're, I yeah, I, I, I can't. I wasn't going to watch Hillbilly Elegy among those same like music movies where it, it's just it seems too terrible that I can't miss it. Like. The fucking good Terminator and bad Terminator, like Glenn Close's performance, I gotta see. I know I'm gonna hate that, but it's not nominated <laughs> for Best Picture, so that's okay. Uh, I sure As someone wish... who lives in the South, I can't imagine watching a movie that's just like, <laughs> aren't it's like blue collar comedy tour, but worse. <laughs> uh, I, I can't Might be a redneck. I'm a little bummed that uh, Netflix put all of their uh, campaigning coins into. Um, what was it? Trial of the Chicago Bottom. 7 oh. and Ma Rainey's versus The Five Bloods, which I still haven't seen, but I've heard really good things, except from you, Tyler. I changed re- my mind. I changed okay. my mind. I um. texted you early in the movie, mm. and that's all I'll say. The okay. Five Bloods is great. Check it out. It did get robbed. I will say it definitely got robbed. At least director, at least a few actor nominations. Yeah. Um, it it it's pretty intense um, and also uh my movie of 2020 uh i i don't have the sound bite in front of me so i can't bring out the song but i'm thinking of ending things they didn't ca- uh ca- they didn't campaign that at all um yeah even though i think david thewlis jesse buckley jesse plemons and tony collette put on unbelievable per- performances um in any case that's fine it's the oscars it's we get what we can get and i'm hoping you know for judas and the black messiah to get some awards and maybe once i watch minari and nomadland and sound of metal i'll change my tune and my um, octopus teacher for a documentary Christ. it's a shame cutie it's a shame cuties wasn't nominated the, R- the ringo star movie <laughs> not uh, cuties man i was really psyched for about <laughs> my octopus teacher because I was like, finally, like a, a documentary about like how octopi- octopuses are. Documentary, documentary, documentary about how octopuses are like potentially are another fellow intelligent race. But I heard it, it gets real horny, um, <laughs> yeah. which I'm not excited to put it's, myself through. I am going to, but octopus teacher is the first time we've had a hentai nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> and I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> it should have gotten best adapted screenplay for adapting the fisherman's wife uh that one painting oh uh, god in <laughs> any case I... executive produced cuties i'm still dying <laughs> i i'm still peace and love i i'm still <laughs> i'm thinking of like the funniest thing that could possibly and like this is a legitimate concern, but I think if the Demon Slayer movie beat Soul, it would cause like a rift in like a very Whoa. specific part did of the, the internet. Did Demon Slayer movie get nominated? It's not nominated. It was for consideration, but it did not get nominated. Uh, yeah. Japan. Because uh, apparently it's fantastic. But, and we finally uh, got a release date. Yeah. Well, it, had a, it had a February release for the Oscars. Like for, it had a limited uh, US release. Right. Specifically so it could get nominated. Uh, and uh, we got the the Chris Pratt D and D movie instead of the Demon Slayer movie. No. I just I feel Man, like I a s- very specific gatekeepy anime versus a very specific gatekeepy Oscars corner of the internet would implode if Demon Slayer won. <laughs> I stand by Onward, man. I liked that more than no more than Soul. I did. Uh, I like Soul more than Onward, but they're both good. They're both very. I good. haven't seen either, which I'm super disappointed about because they were they're free. Uh, but I do really want to see Raya and the Last Dragon. That looks fucking tight. Oh, I heard yeah. that was okay. I heard it was yeah. Oh, I, I'll wow. wait for. That I, I, become... I wouldn't say bad, but I heard it was like a rent. Yeah, okay. I'll wait for that to become I've free to stream. It, but... Oh, nice. <laughs> I heard Wolfwalkers stolen it. <laughs> I heard Wolfwalkers might like give onward like Pixar a run for the money. Um, and I oh. think that's for that's streaming on Apple TV Plus, so I might give that a watch Look, soon. I will always campaign for Ardman Pictures. So Sean the Sheep, the movie <laughs> Farmageddon. <laughs> that is, got nominated, but not uh, Demon Slayer. Come on, well, wait, Mugen Train. I mean, here's the thing: 
Art Artman's never made a bad movie. I'm kind of flushed <laughs> away in this. <laughs> Curse of the Were Rabbit. To be fair, Golden. yeah, the, the second best series to come out of Britain behind the Mr. Bean series is the Shaun the Sheep series. Chicken Run. <laughs> I have felt such a strong need to watch Chicken Run recently, and I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. But I haven't it's seen that so movie good. in over a decade. I think it's I on Netflix. Absolutely need to soon. Uh, in that spirit, uh, for our brief uh, goodie bag this week, I thought we'd talk about our strange and unexpected comfort watches uh, in which, you know, in the past year, we know, there have been so many movies to come out, and yet I have found myself personally instead watching just, like, movies that I know and make me feel comfortable and I can just watch and enjoy without, you know, the expectations of, like, critiquing later. Um, this thought came to mind because I watched A Serious Man the other night instead of, like, A Sound of Metal which I still really want to watch, but I, instead I decided to throw on a serious man. The Coen brothers, one of my favorite movies out there. Uh, this also came from the fact that Peyton watches Pride and Prejudice. Joe Wright's what? 2006, 2005 movie almost every weekend. Mm. She just has it on. Cause it's, it's a very it's a comforting watch. It's fantastic. So I thought I'd bring, uh, ask you guys and our listeners, if you'd like, you know, reply to us at, uh, at radish pod on Twitter or join our discord. Uh, just tell us about your favorite comfort watches. Um, and I've got... want to hear... If, sorry, go ahead. If you want to hear my list, they get uh, more and more shocking by the end, and they get more and more concerning. Um, a serious man already is just... You know, Joker. It's, it's a story about a, li- a man's life just falling apart around him, and yet I love it so much, and I can watch it once every two weeks easily. I think it's delightful. And I'm... Uh, there's also... Little Women, which I think right. is more understandable, very cuties. comforting, very not, <laughs> never cuties. <laughs> I love that this is a running gag. You can't, uh, you can't just call it Little Women. And it's, it's got Greta a title. Gerwig's Little Women. Ringo Star, Ringo uh, Star's cuties. A movie that made me cry Ringo pretty much. Billy Gardell's cuties. <laughs> uh, obviously, Paddington Two. It's a Clementine movie. <laughs> Paddington 2, <laughs> my religion. Uh, then we get uh, Manchester by the Sea, a profoundly mm, this one. sad. Oof. We'll skip that one. And depressing movie, uh, which I could just throw with, on and it, it just with no lead actor. It uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> it 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 just calms me down. I think it's an extremely well made movie. A plus. Uh, <laughs> then we've got, of course, Blade Runner twenty forty nine classic rosemary's baby not <laughs> rosemary's baby um and also uh, recently i discovered phantom thread uh all movies that have very distressing and concerning plots and sometimes lead actors uh but that make me uh <laughs> give me that warm feeling inside anyways that's my list what about y'all mm. Uh, so, so Tammy and Greg the other night made a lasagna with taco ingredients instead of Italian ingredients. Oh, craziest thing. Uh, no, um, my, uh, my comfort watch, uh, I, I gotta say is Frasier. I've seen it now three times. I've watched through the series. I haven't through this pan. Oh no, I did in the pandemic. Yep, that's my comfort watch. And uh, to tie to kind of tie it in, you guys know the like Psych 101 reason why we have comfort watches, right? Is it like nostalgia? Mm, kind of. Uh, it's like it's because we like and we feel comfortable knowing what's going to happen. So when we watch a movie that we've seen a million times and we can predict everything that's happening, uh, it's comforting to us. That's why kids. That's why I watched my Lion King VHS till it broke. You know, every kid has that movie that they watch. You know, a Robin times. Hood, Flubber. <laughs> I'm not a furry. I'm not a furry, and I watched Robin Hood exhaustingly as a child. I basically did like exposure therapy. <laughs> Truly, the control experiment. Yes, I was. <laughs> I'm. I'm proof that Robin Hood does not mess you up. Uh, because I'm different. Scientists came to the house. <laughs> we put the movie in and just watch you and take notes. Does this do anything for you, son? <laughs> I think 
Oh man, that's great. I I can't rewatch movies. I can't. Oh. I can throw a movie on, but I can't sit down and watch a movie that I've already seen. I don't know why. Have you done the Marvel? Uh, what about the Marvel films? Nope. Wow, fascinating. I've, I've, I never wa- knew this. I've watched. Well. I've watched Civil War. I think a couple extra times, but it was because someone hadn't seen it, oh, and it's my God. favorite one. You're but I have never. I can't. I you can't dream in devote. Black and white? Yeah, I don't dream at all. <laughs> I can't sit down and spend an hour and a half watching a movie where I know what's going to happen. What about uh, Mad Max I, Fury Road? I've only seen it once in theaters. Oh my god. What about Lion King? Uh, saw it in theaters when I was a kid. Jesus! I've probably... Just like Will Farr. <laughs> <laughs> the, the what 26 27 year old man who has only seen the lion king once <laughs> i've probably only seen the lion i watched it in spanish class in like ninth grade and that he's counts as to, my re-up he's been to that's Disney my booster World shot more than a dozen times and he is only seeing their movies once each yeah, that's all you need <laughs> I, I, you have a perfect memory the, I have a perfect memory. I remember every second of every film I see. So why would I need to see it again? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Scar gets killed in the end. Just what? like scoffing off Chippendale or Jasmine or Jafar. Just like I got the gist. No thanks. I, the only movie <laughs> I've rewatched Knight. is Scott Pilgrim because there's like Easter eggs in it, and I like picking out those. Um, but I will. I, will, I, I I've. That being said, I've seen Frasier and Arrested Development so many times because I can I can devote 22 minutes to sit down and rewatch something because I'm like, oh yeah, it's the Christmas episode of Frasier. Let's do this. Uh, that I've seen Evangelion probably three or four times by now just because I'll have it on Jeez. because yeah, uh, I don't know. Like <laughs> any show, bad. Yeah, well, I've, he only, is too. I've only done twice. <laughs> nope, three times. Okay, never mind. Jesus, never mind. Y'all are bad. It also depends, like nostalgia. Like if a show has like, if if a show has like a cozy feel, and I feel like lo-fi hip hop YouTube really has done <laughs> a lot for like retro anime. Uh, but I'll I'll watch like Bebop or Evangelion a couple times. Uh, Rest of Development is incredible. I'll watch that over and over and over again. Frasier, uh, that's really it though. Like uh, movies, the I are friends. I I have no nostalgia for Parks friends. The Office, maybe I've had on a couple early seasons. Uh, Parks and Rec, not really. Uh, the, tind- the Tinder Triad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, there's almost no show that I've sat down and rewatched besides like twenty minute comedies. Wow. And uh, yeah, movies. I can't. I can't think of one that I've. 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 I've I, I need to watch Lord of the Rings because I've only seen the Lord of the Rings movies once in theaters, and I don't remember any of them. <laughs> They hold up. They're great. I hear they're that good. Is, that is absolutely. I was bad. nine, I had, so I, I had no idea about this. You about this? What's weird is like I I own movies. Too. I own I own like four DVDs, and one of them Scott Pilgrim, but <laughs> <laughs> the other one's Robin Hood, which, <laughs> Robin which is crazy. It's crazy that that if you measure it at the end of your life, all of the movies and which ones you've seen the most, Robin Hood would probably take the cake. You're probably going to hell. You watched Robin Hood three <laughs> times in your life. <laughs> you reached the limit. The thing is, like, apparently Robin Hood is the movie I used to fall asleep to as, like, a little kid. Like, I couldn't tell you a single plot point from Robin Hood besides, you know, stealing from the rich, giving to the poor. But <laughs> but you have some opinions on Maid Marian, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she a bad bitch. <laughs> Get that pussy. Alright, delete that. Never mind. <laughs> Please clip that and send it to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm still racking my brain of what movies I've ever seen like more than once on purpose. Uh, the Jerk. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Okay, oh, seen- Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, comedies I've seen a couple times, I guess. Yeah. But those are mostly, like, someone I know hasn't seen it, and so I watch it with them. When Harry Met Sally. Never seen it. <laughs> Fucking classic. I really want to rewatch that soon. Harry Met Sally, I've watched Sleep is in Seattle for the first time yesterday. Delightful. 
no one can do it like Nora Ephron did. Um, Tears of, ende- of endearment? Is that what it is? Terms of endearment. Terms. Terms of endearment. Tears of endearment. Tears of endearment. Alright, let's end it. Uh, Alright. We're descending into this. Please, I know you please send me some Boss movies Baby. to rewatch. I know you haven't watched Boss Baby more than once because... I regret s- one time. You're still a non-believer. <laughs> uh, you've, you've seen Shrek and Shrek 2 more than three times. I refuse I, to believe anyone has ever seen either of those movies once. I saw Shrek three times in theaters as okay. a child. I will still give you that. The Shrek 2 I've only seen once. Uh, I, I used to watch like episode 2 on Spike TV when it came on. That's about it. I've only seen episode 3 once. And that was in theaters. Unbelievable. I know what happens. Like, Why would I watch it again? <laughs> this is like talking to a Darth new Vader's person. The dad. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, it's like, I, I got, there's too many movies for me to spend another hour and a half watching the same one. Hey, that's efficient. I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm min-maxing my enjoyment of film. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Blade Runner 2049 twice. More twice? Than once. Okay. That's because my parents hadn't seen it yet and I watched it with them. Jeez. <laughs> I own it, it's right here, I've never watched it again. My God! I mean, I I don't think I've thrown my Blu-ray in more than twice, but it's nice to know that. I have seen Wonder Woman 1984 11 times. Okay, wait. I know we're trying to end it, but a Christmas story. You have had that. That's that's not fair because that's a Christmas movie. Okay, okay. I was gonna say that's a that's a once a year thing. The most of my life, it's probably a Christmas story just by default. And TBS assaults you with it on Christmas Day. <laughs> it's all I have on on Christmas Day. It's great. And ridiculousness, I've rewatched a lot of on that TV. Big Lebowski, Fargo. Well, you, Fuck, you, man. Like, there are so many movies that return that, like, reward on rewatches. I've seen Big Lebowski twice, I think. I think I've seen Fargo twice. But both of those were because I watched it the second time with a friend. Wow. Okay. Look, the moral of the story is, if you, I'll watch a second movie if you haven't seen it. But if I'm picking the movie, I'm not watching something I've already seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Honestly, I need that kind of. Uh, well, I don't replay games either. So. Oh wow! Damn, I replay games a lot. I don't play. I games. need to probably juice <laughs> get more juice out of the run that way. <laughs> <laughs> I see credits and I'm like, game, break the disc in half. <laughs> Swallow the cartridge. <laughs> well, fascinating conversation. And in any case, uh, that's been Radish for this week, everyone. I have been Sean. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry or on Instagram. Oh, this is exciting. You can find me on Instagram at that Sean or Sean M. Barry. Or now I have made a separate account, a new account. Didn't think I'd ever do this, but I did with uh, some encouragement. Um, for my record collection, I'm going through my you know collection and just writing my thoughts on the, everything that I have. Uh, there will at least be 250 or 350 posts. Anyways, you can follow that at Idiotechnica. I D I O T E C H N I C A. Idiotechnica. Um, very excited Great about name. it. Been posting. A, thank you. Uh, I've been posting. You guys consulted with that. Um been posting pretty often with it whenever i get a new record which has been a lot recently or if i'm just like throwing something on and i want to talk about it like uh rem's out of time just passed its 30th anniversary and i it's an album that means a whole lot to me and i you know talked about that briefly um but yeah if you're into collections or music or anything like that or you you've enjoyed what i've talked about on music on this show uh follow idiotechnica on instagram Uh, I've been Will. You can find me at Master Thief Wilf uh, on Letterboxd. Uh, not rewatching movies, I guess. <laughs> I I learned something about myself tonight because I didn't realize I did this until, <laughs> until this episode. Um, yeah. Uh, come come join our Discord. Join our book club. Um, yell at me. I think we can. I think we can confidently say. If you're listening to this, either a big announcement has already happened or a big announcement's coming. I think we can yes. confidently say that. Yeah. 
watch the space. Stay tuned. We got some exciting stuff coming up for sure. Um, my name is Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. Um, this week in Tyler's uh, Radish history. Do you guys ever hear of the of the Disney film Empire of the Sun? Is that a band? No, it is. It is. A, it is a band, but it was also a Disney film that they worked on for two years. I'm thinking about Tears until, of the Sun. Until which is it was scrapped. Film. Until it was scrapped and re kind of re um, reshaped into Emperor's New Groove. There's a YouTube documentary oh, yeah. on this. Interesting. Yep. Um, I have heard about Matthew, this. Matthew McConaughey was originally the, right. the opposing role to, um, what's his name, who plays Cusco, David Spade. And they completely cut him. They threw in, um, they threw in uh, what's his name from Roseanne? John Goodman. And, uh, Kingdom yeah, of the John Sun. Goodman. Sorry. Put some respect Kingdom on of the name. Sun. You're right. Okay. Kingdom of the Sun. Yeah. John, John Goodman. Yeah, I'm sorry, John Goodman. Friend of the show, John Goodman. Um. Check it out. Uh, I, there's a there's a documentary on YouTube about it. This is it. fascinating. It's, it's very fascinating. So, uh, I see a lot of people like, oh, we could have gotten something so good. We could have gotten. Uh, I already for, forgot the name of it. Temple of, of the Sun. Temple of the Sun. We could have uh-huh. gotten like this, but it's like, hey, Emperor's New Groove is Emperor's still New Groove is great. really fucking good. Yeah. Will's only yeah, seen it once, good. so I don't it trust was, his it, opinion on whether it's good or not, but. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand, it was pretty shittily handled. Um, I yeah, I've I've seen that. There's there's so. some drama behind the scenes, but man, it's fascinating. If only we had both. Eisner, <laughs> I could watch that. Movie. All right, folks. Right, Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.